Welcome to our very first episode of Ships Ahoy. I'm Christina. I'm Jill. And today we're going to be talking about the Eternals, which is basically, what, six ships, I think? Yeah, we've told you. Know, we're trying to give you the value pack here. <laughs> Just get you started. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get a quick sense of what this podcast is about if you haven't listened to our intro by listening to this episode. Yeah. We we picked this movie as our starter because unlike pretty much anything else I can think of, whether it be like a long-running CW show or something that has multiple, multiple seasons from years back or even, even within Marvel where there's lots of movies, mm-hmm. this one movie and, you know, albeit two half plus two and a half plus hours gives <laughs> you again long. six different ships mm-hmm. that all represent varying degrees of success yeah. of a romantic subplot mm-hmm. As and we have you know different <laughs> amounts of i guess uh favoritism towards yes ships. so you know, different levels of success <laughs> including what i don't think there was an agreement with what the filmmakers intended yeah, when they no, made it which true. is fascinating yeah and, and i guess we should say if you didn't listen to our intro we we really are focusing on the romantic subplots yeah the, again the six different ships yeah. in this we don't one care movie. about the main storyline in eternals the plot is a mess yeah so like here's the I'm thing sorry. Right? it's kind of like i mean for most of our episodes we kind of want you to watch the movie before you listen to our episodes <laughs> for this one i can't really it's recommend hard, the eternals like not a great recommend i feel like it's just interesting to like learn about the characters themselves yeah. and their relationship to other Eternals and human beings, but yes. like I really don't care about the problem. Yeah. I don't know it's about you, Joe. Poorly, it's yeah. poorly written the and poorly executed. Yeah, very clunky dialogue. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The first time I watched it, and, and we'll get yeah. into this. So, like, I think we're gonna start our episodes by talking about like our quote unquote meet cue, which yeah. is like, you know, how did you get to like know this ship or like ships? ships? Yeah. And you know, what were your first impressions of it? And then we're gonna talk about them, and then we'll, we're gonna wrap it up with like just kind of trying to describe this ship as if it was a real thing. Yeah. Which you'll understand once you listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the dialogue was like really messy. It wasn't and just, the strength like, of this movie. Like, the movie. first time I watched it, right? Like, in terms of yeah, just jumping into meet cute, right? It was fine. Like, I mean, I. This is very rare for me, as you'll soon know. I yes. just, I like to meander and wander a lot in terms of, like, pop culture and media. And mm-hmm. Jill loves Marvel, but I just kind of, like, wander around yeah. with this stuff. I'm up to date, and right. you usually catch just, it up yeah, later. I just catch it whenever, you know? Yeah. Whenever I have a break in school or at work, I, I'll go watch it. Um, but, like, I actually watched Eternals, like... Same weekend. Once it, yeah, like, the weekend it was released, which is, like, quite rare for me. Mm-hmm. And that was primarily because, like, the person's house that we were staying at... Um, for like reading break at that point mm-hmm. like her son wanted to go watch it so like oh, we decided yeah we decided to oh. accompany him for it and like i mean the first time i watched it i thought it was okay like i thought it was like well filmed like the cinematography yeah. was really great Chloe Zhao like, did a good job Chloe Zhao, director. Right? Like she did a great job yeah. and like i did cry at some spots which is yeah. quite rare for me i don't really yeah. cry at films i cried at everything yeah. so it's but jill, unusual. jill didn't cry that's the Not thing as, it was yeah. quite weird we were exchanging notes mm-hmm. um and, like, you know, whatever, the characters, like, I wasn't that invested in Eternals to begin with. I know that there was so much, like, promotion for it in trailers yeah. and stuff, and I really didn't care for it, because I was, like, we just finished Marvel, kind of, like, the whole Avengers thing, yeah. like, I'm still mourning the loss of, like, certain characters and stuff, and I just yeah. didn't really feel compelled to, like, learn about new characters, but, you know, the circumstances were that I could watch the movie, and I did, yeah. and, I mean, we do have a favorite ship that came out of it, yes. that, like, I was just, like, recording, sending recording to Jill right away to be like, yes. Well, a lot of voice memos about yes, this movie. This one ship got me going, and I had yep. to rewatch it just for the ship. Yes, that and that actually the whole rewatching it for a ship is something that I can definitely attest to for this movie, but mm-hmm. lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. That is usually what will get me back into the theater, mm-hmm. unless it is within just Marvel in general right. or a franchise. I am tied to and I'm following. Mm-hmm. If there's a romantic sub- subplot that I want to like just experience yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I will go see the movie again. It's worth I'll it, look yeah. at. I'll How look many for times those did moments. you rewatch the Eternals? In I saw it. 
I saw it three times in theaters normally, and mm-hmm. then I went to the cheaper theaters that are by my house, and mm-hmm. I saw it in January. So yeah. technically a fourth time, mm-hmm. but that's not a lot for me. Yeah, Jill I'm usually like, like five or six. A serial movie watcher. Yeah, usually it's quite a bit so. for Marvel. Yeah, yeah, Jill loves movies, but okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was my meet cute. Is that yeah. there was that and there was that one ship, Drake and Macari, yes. you know, which you'll hear well, lots we'll about. Lots after to say about we have so much to say about like what the two minutes that they have on yeah. the screen together. I mean, two, and, yeah. two minutes and forty seconds. And like cumulative. the whole. T- hence why we probably wouldn't recommend someone to just watch these trailers just for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> Two hours and 40 minutes. It. Come, you know, fangirl Ugh. with us over Barry Keoghan yes. and, like, yeah, Lauren. Lauren Rudloff. Yeah. yeah. There we are. Oh, God. But yeah, that my introduction to Eternals was it was one of the new properties that Marvel was going to be putting out in Phase 4. Mm-hmm. I knew absolutely nothing about them. A podcast that I listened to, uh, like the Phase Zero podcast, I listened to it and they gave a bit of a rundown many months prior, before we'd ever had a trailer, mm-hmm. about who all the Eternals were mm-hmm. based on the comics. Right. So I had a brief understanding but beyond that the only other thing I'd started to hear as the synopsis was starting to come out for this movie was hey there might be a love triangle and I thought hmm mm. this might be like a you more know? romantic Marvel movie that's and like I thought, a calling card to yeah, all romantic like, shippers like we're acknowledging relationships yeah. in the promo that's yeah. fascinating and so I was intrigued by that I don't think I even necessarily knew at first who was going to be in this love triangle or anything like that Saw some footage, thought it was very pretty. Saw the trailer in theaters yeah. right in front of, I think, Shang-Chi. So in September of 2021. I should say this movie came out in November of yeah. 2021. Plus Gemma Chan was in it. Yes. And then we were like, how could we not support, yeah, she's support Gemma Chan? Like, honestly. But um, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, on the seeing it on the big screen, it made me think the movie's going to just be a lot more beautiful and visually mm-hmm. stunning than I'd expected on my laptop yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. It looked great. And I yeah. thought, okay, I should probably see this in theaters. I would anyway, because it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. Went and watched it and was very, like, neutral on it i would say not in a which is for neutral which for is me like, is positive yeah, for most yeah. like i thought it was good sure. i wasn't mad at any decisions mm-hmm. that the movie made on the first go around i was i was like i'm just not super attached to any of these people like there yeah. are parts that stood out for others like druig as a character like the ships and <laughs> but really what stood out to me on first viewing was just the sheer number of ships. Yeah, true. So many more than was I was expecting. a value package. Yeah, you got it some, really you was. Had some duds as you of usually course, do for value which packs, we'll get into. Which we'll get into. But like, there were some like really like kind of glimmering moments yeah, where it was just some like, shining... wow, I would go back to rewatch it, and which we I did. Like, I didn't go back yeah. to theaters, but we rewatched. We it watched it together. Times, yeah, um, which was great. But then like over the rewatches, I think that's how we that's were like, wow, the storyline sucks and the dialogue sucks. <laughs> like, you know, good. we really tear it apart. We're not. I don't think we'll get too much into that for this. No. Podcast just I don't even like, know it well enough yeah, to the plot. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think I, I'm invested enough. I just keep every time I watch it, I just find another plot hole, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. Where's Druig and where's Makari? Yeah. Or like, where's Fastos and Ben? Or yeah. Athena and Gilgamesh? That's all I care exactly. about. Exactly. I'll skip to those ports. I yeah. definitely went to rewatch this movie focusing on Druig and Makari. Yeah. For sure. 100%. 100%. And I'm just going to put this claim out now and we'll explain, we'll get into Druig Makari later on in this Mm -hmm. episode, of Mm -hmm. course. But I honestly think they might have the best chemistry in the entire MCU. Oh, 100%. Which is insane. They're barely on screen. Which is also crazy because, like, they weren't planned for it, right? Which is crazy. Yeah. And that's why there's so many... Anyways, we're not getting yeah, into this now, to... because, like... <laughs> but, yeah, like, they weren't planned for, and that's, like, the beauty of this one ship, where yeah, it was, like, shippers galore. Like, we really, like, hit the treasure trove yeah. for this one, because, yeah. like, it is proof that a romantic subplot done properly yes. can carry a film. Yeah. And they're back to save Sora, because yeah. they really carried that entire film. <laughs> Even though they're barely in it. Even though like, they're barely in yeah. it. Like, look it Especially up on Macari. YouTube. Like, literally, honestly, if you haven't seen Eternals, just look up, like, Drew and Macari Macari on YouTube. Yeah. That's all you need to see from this film, and yeah. it's beautiful. So, anyways. yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's our meet cutes. So, what we've... This is... This episode's gonna be a little different, because mm-hmm. there are so many ships to mm-hmm. parse through. Mm-hmm. So, we're gonna do 
we're kind of grouping them a bit yeah. and going to go in order of, you know, we're going to start with ones that are pretty wholesome, yeah, healthy, adorable, and then the more concerning, <laughs> problematic, or just annoying ones yeah. in the middle and then we're gonna end with Druga Makari because there are babies That's like, yeah honestly please yeah. all right well well then let's just uh, let's go with the fastos and ben first yeah. because like i think this is the first um is it the first first it's the first like very open yeah first yeah. gay couple first openly gay character mm-hmm. there's an on-screen kiss unfortunately yeah. i feel like they still tried to cut that out of some international right. releases for reasons which right. is just tough but it was very well done. Yeah. Very, I was really happy with their whole inclusion because it was just, again, so healthy. Yeah. And it was included, it was shown in a way that was very normal and yeah. there was no calling attention mm-hmm. to, oh my God, their fastos is gay. Yeah. It's, no, like, like no. it was just very, it was like, he had a family. Yeah. yeah. Integrated into the film. He like, had a child. They don't even start by introducing him like, oh, here's his husband. It's just literally like he's fixing his child's yeah. bike. Yeah. Which for me took me a second to like clue in to be like, oh, that's his husband. Oh my like, gosh. I'm so sorry. I mean, like everything we'd seen up to that point, which is like midpoint in the film, yeah. there was heterosexual couples. So like for me, I was like, oh, what is he doing? Like, why is he fixing a bike? Anyways, it's okay. Statistically, it's kind of weird that only one of the Eternals is gay. I know. If we think about it, to be it's honest. True. But it's I'm true. glad at least one was. It's true. It's true. But their relationship is so nice. Yeah. It's so wholesome. <sighs> they're like so. Nothing. Like, no notes in terms yeah. of negative. Nothing. No, I mean, there also just wasn't enough to like oh yeah negative notes but like no very wholesome yeah. like you know ben ben's like you should go fight yeah, this war encouraging do all him. this stuff you want to see your child grow yeah. up i actually have a cried at this part so like the part where he like says goodbye to his child and like mm-hmm. leaves i like started tearing up maybe it's because of the song that was playing in the yeah. background like mm-hmm. i don't know but it was just really powerful it worked well yeah i think they, they they're they were very clear they had good chemistry and it was really clear that they did have a history they really did care for each mm-hmm. other and that he factored them into all his decision right, making he right. clearly valued that relationship his son and his husband mm-hmm. far more than any of the rest of the internal was like screw all of you guys i'm staying home yeah even if the world is ending and, and honestly too they made we, this this scene with him fossils and his family comes right after the hiroshima scene right. with ajak mm-hmm. and it, they even say i think drew even tells mm-hmm. cersei before that you know he's given up on humanity ages right, ago back right, in the 40s right, right. you know at least um, only 80 years ago mm-hmm. and then clearly at some point some, meeting this like, guy yeah. meeting ben changed b- his mind changed his mind yeah. about humanity yeah. which is beautiful and why didn't we get that story i know well i just why didn't we I get mean, that? they did such a good job with the romantic sub subplot <laughs> yes you're right and the main subplot <laughs> just main, sucked but main, we're not gonna we'll, get into we'll, that that'll come later but yeah no definitely in terms of like ship for like fastos and ben yeah what type would, of ship what would we call that very sturdy i don't yeah, know He'd very like sturdy the most stable ship you ever. ever want yeah, yeah perfect i mean it's nothing yeah. there's no bells or whistles or anything mm-hmm. yeah, but it's just like a solid boat yeah i get in it you feel safe on it yeah very secure go through like the roughest seas with yeah Yes, you We're could fine. probably cross the Atlantic on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. You can, you can even go through the Bermuda Triangle. It doesn't matter. Yes, you exactly. Would survive. You, you make it, it out it the other way. It's a very solid boat, and that's yes. that. They but, also have a really cute moment. I just remembered at mm-hmm. the end when I think they're at Ajax safe house yeah. where he's like is that you guys in the Indian in the Indian Ocean and he's like I love you so much and he's trying to distract <laughs> oh him from asking too many questions and then, and then like you know what's his name the which <laughs> <laughs> one you're bad with names there's a lot of them who are you they, thinking they of they take him away the, the main the celestial Ersham yeah. Ersham takes them away yes. and I was like are you kidding me oh, we yeah. just got closure for like all these characters about that for a bit you know Fastos is reunited with his family doing great. and now he gets taken away are you kidding me and are we have no idea kidding? when we're seeing the turtles again so. ridiculous but we're getting too plotty. Ugh, anyways. But yes, that is Fastos and Ben. They're great. Glad that they were included. Yeah. Why did it take this long, Marvel? Like, I think this was movie number 25 or something Crazy. like that. It was... Was it 25 or 26? It was late in Marvel's mm-hmm. movie production history to have an openly gay couple. Yeah. Like, get your shit together. It's pretty crazy. But it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. 
And so then, yeah, we move on from them to Thena and Gilgamesh, which is an interesting ship because this could fall, kind of fall into the category of, is this is a, that a ship? ship? I don't know. I mean, Did for I me, it, what your vibes were it always was. Like, I think, yeah. like, I think I was the minute a they're iffier. introduced, mm-hmm. like, it's funny because, like, for Jurig and Makari, I was the other way, but, like, yeah. Athena and Gilgamesh, literally, like, the moment that they showed, like, they're they first seen together. Scene, like, I was, I was clearly on board because, I'm mean, on board. Yeah. Just, <laughs> describe <laughs> oh, the scene. Oh, it's on board. That's how you say a ship. Okay, anyways, because I always <laughs> want to say, like, all aboard. That doesn't work. It's on board. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going back to this. Okay, so Athena oh and Gilgamesh, like, the first time they show up on screen is when they're, like, fighting one of, like, Very the, opening, yeah, yeah, opening sequence. Yeah. The deviants. Yeah, the yeah. deviants. Yeah. And then... Like, Thena kind of, like, slays this Gladivian, and then, like, Gilgamesh, like, extends his yes. hand out to her, and she, like, just gracefully takes so it and, beautiful. like, walks back down to the ground. And I thought that was just, like, so graceful and so charming. Like, yeah. it was very much, like, old-time couple, yeah. like, you know? Good body language there, for sure. It was sure. really, really great. Like, uh, and he was, like, very much, like, you're so, like, you know, glamorous and beautiful and graceful. In awe of her, yeah. Yeah, in, in awe of her. Like, it was just so amazing, and I was, like, sold. Like, that that's a ship. It's the thing. This that's is the, a ship. This is the crazy part about romantic subplots. That is such a blinking you miss a moment mm. but that was enough for you to be like wait a second yeah like what's going on between like, you two clearly yeah clearly, clearly something's going on <laughs> yeah. here you can't just leave this one be yeah and they and they they didn't to their credit yeah. Yeah. i love the fact that and you learn this throughout the movie they do mm. jump and forth between like past and present mm-hmm. day in a fairly confusing manner throughout yeah, the film yeah that's, that's another thing that hard to I, recount another now problem i have with the film oh, yeah, yeah but it's fine but that being said in the present day you find that they're living together in australia mm. and it's been revealed that it's because gilgamesh offered to be her caretaker right. caretaker right, essentially right. because of her medweary she was going through yeah, these her, episodes her, like, illness uncontrollable illness, yeah. yeah but he's like I will take care of her I don't want he stands up to Ajax at one point and says like I don't want you to erase her mm-hmm. memories mm-hmm. she doesn't want that to happen mm-hmm. either like Fina's worried about that happening Gilgamesh you know basically sacrifices a normal, a normal life, life like, to yeah. be taking care of her all the way along and if this isn't a romantically coded ship, then that's real sad on his part. That's yeah. like, yikes, Honestly, buddy. Like, that's tragic. Yeah, like, why? But, like, no, like, even, at, like, you know, for the very end, because, you know, before he dies, they have that really touching conversation mm-hmm. in the forest where he was like, I would gladly do it Yeah, duty on any planet. Any planet. Yeah. And I mean, like, the part where it's like, is her. this a ship gets a little confusing because, you know, there's no, aside from that little hand touch thing where they... Yeah, like, at the very beginning. Yeah, the yeah. very beginning. Like, there's no, like, PDA between them. No. And she just says, like, thanks for taking care of me. Like, she was it never, like... Could be friend-coded right, or, like... Right? But I don't see that really that. familially yeah, coded. Like, yeah, like, I suppose. But, like, for me, it just feels that they have evolved beyond the point of, mm. like, you know... You know, this initial spark, they're very much an old time like couple, said, yeah. right? Which fits. They, don't, like they, you said, they trust they don't... and they, like, they rely on each other, and mm-hmm. I think, like, that's enough to kind of, like, keep their love yeah. going. And, yeah. like, they've seen so much already that, like, they're so established. You know, they're strong. They're clearly out of all the Eternals that we see, they're the only two that are very, I would say, amiably living together. Yeah. Like, technically, Sprite and Cersei live together in London. We see I that. Know, but they're but, so angsty. To no, they don't really like each other. Like yeah. But clearly, like, they've been living together for millennia, mm-hmm. centuries, however mm-hmm. long it's been. Well, Sprite's been with Kingo, too. She lived with Kingo for, for periods. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. she no, she hasn't been with the same one. Mm-hmm. But we've had Athena and Gilgamesh been with each other. They're true, like, ride or die mm-hmm. at that point for however many... I think it's yeah. been, like, 2,000 years since they all yeah. split. And that was not the case with any of the other ten yeah. Eternals. They kind of jumped around, or yeah. they went off on their own, you know, went no, and with humans. Definitely. I, yeah. I do think that they are, like, a romantic couple. And, like, it, it looks like I'm not Gilgamesh has taken just... kind of, like, the role of, like, the housewife. Because he's got, like, the little yes. apron where he's, like, kiss the cook. He's cooking, and, like, yeah. He cooks for her. He, Very like, cute. makes me, like, I, I do think he is, like, they, they the house are, like, husband kind like, of vibe. husband kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, for me, they've always been a ship. And, like, I, I tell Jill this all this time, like, all the time, mm-hmm. the part in the forest where I'm, like, I 
swear, maybe the one of the listeners will like know what what is happening because I <laughs> there's some references. weird Mandela effect happening to me. But literally, when they're having that conversation together in the forest, and like you know, Athena's like, "Thank you for taking care of me," blah mm-hmm. blah. I swear, somewhere along the line, I either read some fan fiction, which I am strongly opposed to doing for uh, other reasons. I probably sent it to you. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Or it was some other movie that I've seen where like. Gilgamesh or whoever it is says like you know I'd gladly do it again on any other planet and then he says like when it's time to rest we'll like you know he says something and he says when it's time to rest we'll rest and then Athena's like what do you mean and he's like well the world doesn't need an old god like me anymore and like it's kind of implying that like together they will like quote unquote die together and when he, when she's about yeah when, when she's, she's like when she either snaps with Mad Weary and like he has to terminate her or yeah, like he'll die as well and he'll die as well like I don't know it was kind of like a That's ride or die vibe but like I don't know where that's not in the movie I swear like it's not a deleted like, scene, it's right? Very, I don't know. I don't think so. I swear, like, it's so clearly in my brain that I'm like, where did I get this I from? I swear, if I can find this in fanfiction again, and it's from a fic, I, oh I will, it will just prove, oh. oh my goodness. So, this is something we're gonna get into, I'm sure, a lot in a lot of episodes. Yeah, but future episodes. Of just my, my main mission of trying to convince Christina that fanfic has value in a way that she doesn't quite see it, which is not a negative. Not that you I just don't you have a different it. perspective. I just you don't, don't want to see it the same way. You don't want to embrace it like the way I really yeah. I, I read and write a lot of fanfic. Yeah. So it's we're on different we're different mm-hmm. sides of the spectrum on that one. Mm-hmm. But I I really want to find it. Okay, I mean, it'll be fine. hilarious. Well, we'll see. I'll take well, a look. Like, I, that, this is driving me nuts. Like literally that scene, yeah. which does not exist at all. Mm-hmm. And like you watched it in theaters too, so it's not like I don't I remember that moment either. That scene, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like it was edited out or something. I have no idea, but you know, we'll figure it out. So this is Christina coming to you from the future, admitting defeat because (laughs) I went off on my own time and I looked up the quote in like fanfiction sites and I found it. So apparently this did come from fanfiction. So I'm going to link it in the show notes, but kudos to the writer of that piece. It was beautiful. It was brilliant. I loved it. And Jill is telling me to record this just to to admit defeat that fanfiction did win out in this round. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So and then... Kind of kind of shit for them then well i mean first i want to take a minute to just grieve gilgamesh because that was so heartbreaking for me i also cried there too i I think i I might have cried at that part i cried a lot in this movie i'm not quite sure why but like i also i thought it was like super cruel that the deviant like took his voice afterwards and like Mm -hmm. used his like last words against Thena. but then she was like no no and then sliced him up that was great yeah but like later in the movie but yes literally i think like the bond that they had was really powerful and It was. It really was. Yeah, they could have showcased it more, but like whatever. It was like... the strongest bond between any of the Eternals. Mm. I think by a long shot. Mm-hmm. As we're saying, I'm only really kind of realizing this now. Yeah. They did not emphasize it enough. Well, like two, like and they killed like... a mid movie. Right. Yes. I just think that it's just really interesting to see their bond because you know they're the two strongest. I think arguably two of the strongest Eternals yeah. out there because they do, you know, fight quite a bit. But they're also the only pairing, I think. Yeah. If we if we as we get into the other ships, I think they're the only ship where. The Eternals are split into thinkers and fighters, mm-hmm. five and five, mm-hmm. and they are both fighters, which yeah, right. is not the case with any of the right. other ships. They are both on they the all field, are and they like, fought so well on the field yeah. together, too. Like, it mm-hmm. was just really, really cute, but mm-hmm. R.I.P. Gilgamesh. Yeah, that uh, was sad. They did have a really beautiful funeral for him, I will say. They did, but it was so with The bonfire, sad. and then his ashes in the lake, and that was she, really like, cinematic. Really missed him, you can tell. Hence why, like, definitely, like, wife vibes, okay? Interesting, okay. okay. Wife vibes. Again, I'm not opposed to it, I just, I can see how that one is room for open for interpretation, because they never solidify. It. Well, you know, I'm just thinking back to like, so, like the what is it, the Great Marigold Hotel or like oh, the, best exotic, Marigold best exotic, Hotel. yeah, Marigold Hotel. That. Have you not? No. Okay, well, one part like one of the old men. Spoiler. Oh yeah, Graham. <laughs> spoiler in general. Graham yeah. passes away, and okay. then like his lover spreads his ashes after they oh. cremate him. They spread his ashes across yeah. like a, a river or a water. 
a pool, a body of water anyways. Yeah. Which, like, indicates to me that, like, that spreading of ashes is something that a loved one, a very close loved one, usually a spouse would do. Mm. So, for me, that just signifies... That is the closest person to Gilgamesh. Whether or not it's romantic is the closest person. I still think it was romantic. No, again, I I, I wish it was... My only qualm with them is that I wish it was more explicit. I know, but they're like an old couple. You don't see old couples being like... I don't like that they left it open for interpretation, though. I think they could have done, like, one more thing. Their love was implied. You know, like, they didn't have to come out and say... They're also warriors. Like, they probably... They're not all mushy-mushy, touchy-feely okay. stuff, you know? And Athena would never do that either. Like, I don't see that in her character for saying that. But okay. I think her saying thank you for taking care of me was the closest we'll get to it. Yeah, fair. Okay. Also, doesn't she mention it later in the film where she's talking to Cersei? And she's like, when you love someone. Yes, yeah. You know? Yeah, she you protect Gilgamesh, it, which like, is what he told her. Yeah. So, I, I think it's there. Okay. Anyways, point proven. I yeah. think it's a ship. Okay. Okay. Okay, so. By what type of ship? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> I would say they're pretty stable. They're pretty ship. stable as well, but they've probably, I don't know. They, there's maybe there's parts where it's a little bit up for interpretation. Like mm-hmm. maybe they, they, maybe it's been patched up before, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it might spring a leak. We're not hundred percent sure. <laughs> it's not quite as steady as the fastest Ben ship. <laughs> My question is, like, it does it even look like a ship if you were to describe this thing? Because we don't actually know. It's kind of like it, it's a raft. It's a raft. Okay, that's interesting. It's a very a very strong, strong raft. raft. <laughs> but could it technically be de- by definition a ship? I don't know. Like could it? Yeah, could it pass like the definition this. of a ship? I'm not quite sure. But yeah. like it's strong. It can again withstand the toughest waters. But it's not. But it's not necessarily shaped like a ship. So we're just. I like that. It's open to interpretation. I like that a lot. Up to you. If it floats, is it a ship? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now we move to our more problematic one. Oh gosh. The deep sigh. Oh god. Which of which of these three are we gonna talk about? I think we should let's start with Cersei and Icarus because that was what was marketed. Mm Okay. And so like I apologize to any viewers out there who like love Richard Madden, Emma Chan. Like we also love them too individually. It's just that like they didn't cut it. Like I don't know. I guess they could even have good off-screen chemistry but it just didn't show this movie this is the the craziest part to eternals like for eternals for me is the the fact that like christina said this was this was marketed as like the main the main romantic subplot essentially the main love interest for cersei we knew that i mentioned that i'd heard about a love triangle Mm -hmm. that's with dane whitman who's kit Mm -hmm. harrington's character and we'll kind of get into that as another ship yeah but it was like clear in the movie that based on screen time alone mm-hmm. and milestones that this this couple Cersei Nicholas hits, mm-hmm. movie wants you to care about these two. Right. They have a big moment in the climax of the movie They're as not, well. This is not even like a subplot at this point. This no, it, like, it was supposed to be a main plot. It's a main plot, and it just it is astounding to me as someone who ships like nobody's <laughs> business with both of us how. Much of horribly a, done it was much of a failure <laughs> I have said so many times that they have negative chemistry oh 100% like, and I think it's the is, definition of it in this particular case and like, I think oh. we've said it before Jill where it's like you know it's because they did a lot of like telling but not showing yeah like I mean yeah we saw that one scene where he was like trying to woo Cersei that came late like so and then weird. they got married and I was like um <laughs> Well, there's this one of my biggest complaints with their their storyline in the movie is the scene where Icarus is talking to Ajax. I forget which era oh, yeah. this is, and Ajax like he's like ogling Cersei a little bit, and he just like you should tell her like you should how live you a feel. life, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean how he feels? <laughs> We've seen how does feel? actual evidence. If this story was being told in chronological <laughs> order, which at this point in time it wasn't, right. we'd seen them in the present right. day and knew they had history, quote unquote. Uh-huh. But if you've been presenting us this story chronologically, we have literally no indication that he actually liked her, that they had any so true, like literally brewing romantic the only tension. Thing we saw between oh. them before this, I think, was I'm Cersei. Yes, I'm uh, uh, <laughs> It's so awkward. There's that like opening scene where they're like coming down on the, on the the domo, yeah. and they literally like, the stand side by side, and look then, at Earth, think it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cersei's just like. I don't 
I'm Cersei, and then Icarus is like, um, Icarus. So I was like, I don't understand. There's like, no vibes is there. this supposed to be like a metaphor to like Adam and Eve? Like they're the first man maybe. and woman? Like, maybe. Maybe. Probably giving where it more credit. Just, I don't know. Like maybe it's a parallel to it where like, you know, because we don't really get an attraction story in Genesis mm. from the Bible. It's just kind of like it is. And so like perhaps. Yeah, that's why it doesn't work. The, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps they're the original. Like that's I don't interesting. know. I don't I know. I never thought of it that way. But like I, in either case, like it was like a given that they were supposed to fall for each other which made no sense to me and i, I just i hate when ajax makes it sound like it's so obvious like telling us what we already mm-hmm. know and i'm mm-hmm. like we don't already know this you've done nothing to set this up as mm-hmm. a like a believable couple mm-hmm. and then after that then there's this weird scene where he's just following cersei around as she's so mingling with the humans so do not do this boys yes do not, don't don't <laughs> no, don't follow so someone around like that oh. so creepy and then he like they're I not bantering they're not bonding in any way he's literally just like watching her and watching her get her hair done yeah watching her like, make stuff like messing so up with she's like and again they just, there's no chemistry there it's yeah. insane and then really soon after this isn't when they have their sex scene yeah, like, there was a sex scene really soon, also marvel's first like on-screen sex scene I, which was on, also offensive that it was them i, I don't it's understand. very sexless like, honestly like they, they, I, they didn't deserve that did, title i don't know why they're marketing this couple so oh my much. god it's like, not compelling at all Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. it was not great no I, I, we've seen other better chemistry with other couples in within that this film. movie within this very <laughs> alone movie. other stuff like it just wasn't well written at all for their love story and i don't think it was well acted either but these are both great actors so yeah. i just we, my, what confounds me about cersei and icarus is is i truly don't know as like a writer i don't know how i would fix them yeah they're just bad all throughout <laughs> they're bad all throughout there's nothing it's so annoying because oh, like cersei God. is like literally she got left by this guy and, yeah. she, like, and never, that's not even properly she never gets totally mad at him, right yeah she yeah. never gets mad she never, mad she's should. just like eh. and mm-hmm. then she goes and finds another guy dane which like, we also never really learn yeah. about their history and i also yeah. don't really buy their history either and their I, chemistry i don't understand like again same thing same problem like i get Before that we Gemma say is very attractive and yes. she's like very charming yes. like who wouldn't fall for her but yeah. then also you can't just like rely on that like that you know they didn't even give us this is a problem with eternals in general they didn't give us enough time to get to know any of the characters yeah. except for unlike, i'm cersei i'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> unlike other marvel stuff that we'll talk about or other subplots on this podcast this will come up in later episodes but mm. i'm not convinced that cersei was this big catch that all these guys were gonna love we barely know anything about her she's always late to things <laughs> that's all we know she's got no personality <laughs> she I, honestly has no personality i don't think they should have centered the movie around her she's one of the least interesting eternals she's so is icarus like she's not a leader of any yeah. sort like i no, love I think Gemma Chan. i think they did her dirty leader. like her powers are actually so incredible and i think yeah. she could do so much with them but she barely uses it you know? know like i i don't understand like so I, I don't believe it doesn't make sense to me that these guys would both be like oh she's so great we barely know anything about her to mm-hmm. think she's that great we're short and then a little bit yeah on this one. and then they, they don't have any chemistry so you're just kind of like yeah i, I feel not i they didn't have anything. a meet and cute then, like, when icarus died i was like cool <laughs> yeah i was like get him out of here bye <laughs> literally god but okay i guess and the, only, the only other thing I guess to say with Cersei and Icarus is that yeah the big part of the end of the movie mm. is where they're trying to stop the emergence mm. with emergence with Kima and it's this there's this I think there's like the sequence of flashbacks as she's trying to figure out if she's gonna kill him or not right, or what's right, gonna happen right. or if he's gonna kill her and mm. I don't even remember because I haven't I've had no desire I can't emphasize this enough I've had no desire to rewatch these Neither scenes have I. it's yeah. painful it's like and uncomfortable honestly, they're very uncomfortable to watch <sighs> and like. Oh, just God. so awkward. Yeah, didn't uh, work. The dialogue, I cannot just, I Stilted can't get over how fuck. horrible yeah. 
the dialogue is. No. It's the pacing is off. The dialogue is just like stiff. Not yeah. original. It's not. It's also it's the sin of screenwriting everywhere where you you wouldn't hear these lines between Cersei and Icarus mm-hmm. and say. Yeah, I know that's them. Mm-hmm. They're not unique lines. It doesn't say anything about their characters. Right. It's not in their voices. They don't have distinct voices. No, and they so don't, it's they just don't a have mess. a personality. Like, they yeah, have no they're personality. <sighs> and I'm like, cool, they're robots. I get it. But, like, yeah, you know, really other people that. have personalities, too. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I, I really don't think that Cersei should have led this movie. No. I think, truly, you could have had Drug, you could have had Makar, you could have had Fastos, oh, you, you could have had Dina, you could have even had Gilgamesh. Yeah. Any of those five would be more interesting. Yeah, or Kingo. Or even Sprite. Okay, Except honestly, Kingo. everyone but Cersei and Icarus <laughs> could have led this movie. Honestly, yes. Except it's, for the two that did. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It was a bad choice. So what kind of ship are we... They are the Titanic. They are classic Titanic. <laughs> Looks they, gorgeous, but it's doomed to fail. They gorgeous. They were like marketed as like the sturdiest yeah. ship ever yeah. ends up crashing and burning super early very, no survivors whatsoever <laughs> like, very no. tragic yeah. and like it dies at the end so like disaster yeah. absolute ship is done. disaster yep. the end sunken ship yeah. I, I can't even mourn it like it was just so bad yeah. like, needed to know. happen in this case Honestly, oh god it was good so, <laughs> so bad oh. so I guess that takes us then into Cersei and Dane Ugh. Which is not much it's better. Not much better. It's, it's not much better. Slim pickings. Yeah. I remember thinking I was gonna maybe be more on his side mm-hmm. of the triangle when I'd heard about marketing mm-hmm. and heard brief reviews about the right. movie, and then saw them and I was like, I still don't even really care about that well, ship. The, you know what we're missing is that there's absolutely no angst between any right. of the, like no. Do you think there should technically be angst between Earth in and a love Cersei. triangle? There should be angst. I'm just saying, there's none whatsoever. Like literally, Dane was like, "You must be the pilot." When he's he a little bit threatened by him, like, but it's he's. Boy, Dane's also literally only at the beginning of the movie. And why does he look like Richard Madden, too? Like, literally, Cersei is the same type. They're also also both from Game of Thrones, which is funny. She has a type, and they all look the same. And I'm like, girl, really? Really? And again, I feel like Dane Whitman, he's almost devoid of personality as well. He has no personality. He wants pizza. That's how. That's what I He's just kind of a little bit, like, bad at reading social cues. I don't know. I don't know. We barely see him. It's just so So maybe he'll get personality in the future. Like, he's technically... He's technically a hero. He's Black Knight. That's technically, like, Arthurian legend is a thing that the post credit scene teases, but he was so shoehorned into this movie. It was so random. Like, it just made no sense, especially, like, the part where they're, like, walking and he's, like, ahead of them. Yeah. They're walking in the... he's just, like, whatever. And then he's, like, walk pizza. And I'm, like, sir, what? Like... Yeah, it's such a bizarre scene construction because... We've got we've got Cersei and we've got Sprite and they're mm-hmm. talking kind of about Dane. Mm-hmm. It's at night. It's after his birthday. Mm-hmm. He's a good like five yards ahead of them, mm-hmm. and then randomly yeah calls back about pizza and they're like no we're good. And then he's just he kind of like lingers, keeps walking backwards. I, and it's like I do want what? like I, yeah like honestly what would have been on better there? is that like if Dane had just like dropped them off and like Sprite and Cersei were walking yeah home. having a conversation. But I think I guess the writers wanted to include Dane yeah to, like, to endanger him and whatever yeah. I don't know I felt nothing for him so and he's truly I remember he, I remember being disappointed in the phase zero podcast review they said you know we did not get enough kit harrington and this was like a spoiler free review yeah. i thought okay i wonder what that means when i saw the movie and was like he's literally, literally not in this movie barely shows not up not at all he was he so wants to forced. be a giraffe that's how much i know about yeah, him which is also so like why giraffe yeah he he almost just strikes me as goofy like yeah. he keeps being like oh he's i thought you were a wizard yeah. cersei but he's barely even in the movie to be, even be called comedic release like kingo's more yeah. comedic relief honestly i i don't think he was necessary it no. also complicates my feelings about cersei and Icarus, because I'm like, oh, did she move on? Yeah, did she actually right? like him? Like, like, if it was such a great love with Icarus, then how did she just move on? Yeah. Like, and maybe she. the whole point is that she's using Dane. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like really... the way that, that depicts Cersei. Yeah, then, that so, doesn't like... make her look good. <sighs> a failure again. I've again. Primary relationship, fail. 
Other option, fail. Fail. Honestly, this love triangle thing did not work it out. It did not work at all. Again, and romantic main plot, fail. <laughs> and then it, get, it gets even worse with the next ship. Wait, first, let's, let's, let's quickly define Cersei and Dane. Yes. What type of ship are they? I don't know. The they most might boring be one, boat ever. I mean, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like they, they had on paper some some promise. You mm-hmm. think like, oh, you know, an eternal, similar to Fastos and Ben, right. you know, an eternal falls in love with a human. And she's having a hard time committing to him no. because she's aware of the fact that she's going to live forever and right. he's not. Right. And they could have really pushed into that a mm-hmm. lot more. And it, they're just like a missed opportunity ship. Maybe they're the ship that you miss. Uh, you maybe. get to the dock and the ferry boat's already gone. <laughs> I was just gonna say, oh. you search up a clip art picture of a ship. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Classic, whatever. Simplistic. Simplistic. Oh my god. Just yes. Definition <gasps> of a ship. That's so funny. Feels, I feel a cartoon. Oh my god. Yeah, like honestly, not flushed out at all. No, like not three dimensional. Not compelling to yeah, look at. Two dimensional, cartoonish. Yep. yep, that's fair. Very flat. And they're not X-rated like Cersei and Chris. They do kiss, but it's like. Oh my gosh! Very it's just, uh, also no chemistry yeah. in the kissing scene between Cersei boo, and Icarus either. Boo for all of it, like yeah. just boo. Okay. And the couples, okay. other than Ben and Fastos, who kiss, the couples that don't kiss and they have the best chemistry in this movie. Oh my so. gosh! I know. Okay, we'll save that one for last. But okay, now let's go to this slightly uncomfortable one that I did not like. I at didn't all. even like, perceive was, it as a ship on the oh, first go I know. Kingo really ruined it. So we got Icarus and Sprite. Again, he Ugh. told us it. Oh, uh, oh uh, my gosh! It was terrible. It's, I was like. No. Why is this a, this is a whole not. other plot thread? Okay. When you really like to give them a little modicum of credit, it's you could look at it as, okay, that's actually really inherently tragic. That Sprite is trapped in a child's body yeah. but has the mind of an adult. Right. All of her closest compatriots are adults mm-hmm. as well. They attractive hot people and she's a little 12-year-old. <laughs> and makes sense. As we've seen with a lot of the Eternals, they have mm-hmm. feelings for each other. Right. She has a crush on Icarus or is in love with him, whatever it may be. But there was absolutely like, no indication of that. That's See, this is the thing. On rewatch, you can if you're looking for it, you can see that she favors him. But you, as I... a watch, you, it's fair. This ship fails because as a viewer, we're not trained to see a 12-year-old <laughs> ogling an adult and think, oh, oh ship. Oh, <laughs> we gross, just think, gross, like, oh, gross. she idolizes him. No, no, no. You wouldn't like, call I just that thought a ship. she saw him, like, as an older brother. Yeah. Also, Sprite was supposed to be, like, she's, like, the mischievous one in that yeah. sense. Like, she conjures up illusions. She yes. creates stories that, like, make mm-hmm. fun of the other Eternals, yeah. right? Like, Athena or, like, Icarus yeah. flying too close to the sun. Yeah. She's, like, a jokester. And I kind of liked her being in that role. I didn't need her to have some weird, weird angsty. Yeah. That was so unnecessary. I think it makes her, I look, makes her dream of becoming a human more compelling. Yes, that, like, that's true. I want to be a human. And this is a good and, example of why I wish I was. Right, right. Yeah. And also, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, we can see that her desire to be an adult early on in the film when she's, like, pretending to be, like, an adult at the bar. Yes, I forgot about which that. Which I didn't really piece together yeah, until I the end that that's scene. what she wanted. So, like, yeah. it was just really strange. And, like, it was just unnecessary. Like, I, I really don't think at the end of the day we needed that plot line. I, I also cried when Sprite became human. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I literally was crying everywhere. But, like, now I'm looking back. That was still good. Okay, true. Even if her story wasn't the best, like, per- wasn't perfectly handled. Right. I did like that moment where Cersei was like, Con- you know, I'll make you be a human, even yeah. though, magically speaking, or whatever, her powers don't explain yeah, that don't, at all. don't know what that was She's about. She's like, I still have energy from Tiamat. I'm going to make yeah. you human. I'm like, is that how it works? Could, could, you, could you do that? Like, yeah, I was like, what? What? That seems like those are unrelated things. Why don't you heal Druig or something while you're yeah. out there? Like, you know, like, you got thrown down a volcano, for goodness sake. Whatever. Oh the, the the annoying thing again about yeah Icarus and Sprite is that you literally need a character you need Kingo to straight up tell the audience mm-hmm. like hey I can see you looking at him and like you know using the Peter Pan analogy and like which was balls. also kind of messed up and then it like tainted my view of Peter Pan from Disney forever <laughs> so like I'm like great Disney you just ruined two films for yeah, me <laughs> two in one go but yeah that's bad writing if your ship is so like it's not something that mm-hmm. normal viewers would ever pair mm-hmm. because. 
It's a child and an adult. Oh, so And then you so need a character to, yeah. it, because you want to make this ship have a, like, a presence on yeah. screen, you literally need a third character to be like, pay attention. Oh That's my gosh. the opposite of an effective romantic not subplot. Great. So also, that one terrible. failed, too. Do not do this for ships in the future. God. Yeah. What okay. type of ship is this? Not up to code. It does yeah. not even, yeah. it cannot be a ship because it, it's not up to code. It's not allowed to have people on yeah. it. It's just completely no, no, unsafe. No, 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 Yeah. Demolish. It's never going to see the ocean Yeah, ever. please don't. Don't make this It's ship. staying on land yeah. forever. <laughs> run aground okay oh, now that we've weeded through all these ships yeah. there are some good ones of yeah, course but now let's, let's move to our favorite one which again <gasps> there is only like what two and a half minutes yeah. total for runtime ah. but it saves the film okay guys they, it saves it again I, I said my earlier claim they have in that two and a half minutes some of which isn't even just them on mm-hmm. screen it's with the other Eternals the chemistry is off the yeah. charts now Draga Makari is the ship is the best and I think like you're right like they, they do have like one of the best chemistry in the entire MCU universe and it's not even like oh my god they're so right. hot it's just it, they're so comfortable with each yeah. other in a way that is so clear just in their body language yeah. like it's like I mean I watch I, so going into this watching this obviously we didn't know that they weren't supposed oh. to be a thing yeah right? we but, had like, no idea they were gonna be a ship I mean it was a little, so to backtrack a little bit because Jill has the fun facts about this but like you know Barry Keoghan yeah. and Lauren yeah. yeah like they they weren't supposed to be a thing like their characters the were written to be that yeah. but it just so happens that like their chemistry was so good on camera that I, I just swear like halfway through the writers were like okay I think they probably gave me, gave me yeah. another scene or let's two let's make or this a thing you a know? bit more of a direction so there, a moment at the right. end that's so there are important. flaws in their character development yes. that I can kind of forgive like there are so many mini missed opportunities yes. between them especially early on in the film where they're talking about their olden days where they were still fighting deviants where like they weren't that close. They right? could like, have been. They could have been closer. They could have been standing beside each other. Right, right. Like, there were so many, like, missed moments. Yeah. And, like, obviously the writers, if they had made the ship, they wouldn't have missed that because, you know. They would emphasize it. Yeah, right. But maybe we shouldn't trust the writers with I this know, ship because like, we didn't do all the, the others. The credibility is quite low for these writers, but Ugh, that's okay. God. But, like, definitely when, like, I guess, like, the first indication to me that there might have been a ship was actually mm-hmm. much later in the film than Jill's, yeah, I would say. Yeah, true. Because I know, like, you were saying that you really liked it in the beginning, where Makari was, like, talking with the people who wanted to steal the artifacts. Yes. That, like, you know... I forget. I don't remember what don't era this is. Don't rob me of the money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, like, Barak Yogan, which yeah. we are probably not pronouncing properly. Yeah, we're just gonna we're call just him Drug as his normal character Was name. like, you know, you shouldn't be stealing things. And she was like, you shouldn't be, like, you know, erasing people's minds. Yeah. And they do this little, like, head tilt at each other, right? It's just, like, a cute little, it's just a cute little jokey moment. Mm-hmm. Their ship is very different than Thena and Gilgamesh mm-hmm. and they're almost at the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of like stage of relationship right. they're, they're very like much budding romance oh yes the best and part of they, any romantic that's support. why they have the best chemistry I think because they are in those early stages that we love and to watch like they're always in those early stages because this was like Babylonian yeah, time and now we're like 21st century is that what it was like I don't, yeah I think oh, it was Babylonian man. but like for me when I saw that scene I was like mm-hmm. sibling rivalry or ship can't really tell yet yeah becomes very very clear when he's on the domo back to like see Makari again yes, and like he's Iraq, like yeah. the emerald tablet and then he's like my beautiful beautiful yeah. Makari and I was like oh don't do this and just again his facial expressions in that oh moment my goodness, them so nudging cute. each other the nudging oh the nudging I, was go- I was happy it's to so rewatch cute. the movie just for that because literally yeah. like how she's leaning against him yes. and like he nudges her. Yeah. 
That was so high school. Yeah. Or and like, he's like did you high? miss me? Oh yeah. my gosh! Like yes. One, all of that, like all of those, like those th- three sentences yeah. in general, or like the actions sold that shit. And for that's me. again, this is so minor. We are literally hanging to crumbs yeah. here, and it's enough. It's enough. No, it's true. And I mean, like, there's that one scene that Jill knows that I very much like. Druk <laughs> 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 fighting the deviant in the forest oh, because boy. he looks very good in that yes. scene. And you I can was really like, see the arm muscles like, in his little Hello, tank top. sir. Now I'm gonna pay more attention to this character. <laughs> that's what you know. <laughs> I'll be like, now nah, I'm gonna pay more attention. It's true. That I do moment. Think, thinking back, like watching the trailer, I did see Drake and I was like, oh, like he's like he's um, painted as a villain in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, he's painted as a villain, but fair. I was like, he's an angsty boy. Yes. And one thing that'll become very clear in this entire podcast series is how I'm uh, somewhat attracted to these angsty characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not just somewhat. Like, who we're kidding here? I'm very most attracted of them. To, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. low key. Ben Solo, Drake. You There's know, more. There's more to come. Yeah. But like, yeah, definitely angsty boys have a either they just have a whole there's lot of appeal me. yeah there's an appeal there so like seeing him in the forest i was like okay okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna pay more attention to you yeah and then mccurry comes along and it was just like <sighs> so well executed okay, they're grumpy sunshine oh, that's yes, their yeah. trope yeah. they're their so trope true. for sure where he is very much like mm, all Drake the time is so grumpy and she's lovely and just bubbly and like okay but you have a really good point about the um their powers being different mm-hmm. right oh yeah, yeah that's i the love thing. this like, point i love i honestly it feels a bit like a not like a gender reversal thing, yeah. but like you know, in most superhero movies, you and have romances. like the female who's like got the softer power. You know, she's the one that like heals people or like can make people's minds. Like she's not the fighter, mm-hmm. right? And then the guy's the one who's like out in the field doing all these things. Yeah. I love how in this one it's the complete opposite because yeah. Druig's the one who like never fights except for that forest scene, yeah. which was like <laughs> just so random. Thank you to the product producers yeah. and directors for giving. <laughs> Don't that know why it's in there, but, I love but it. you know, it's fine. Not 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 hating that, but like. <laughs> Makari's the fighter. Like, she's the one who goes out and saves people because she's got super speed, right? But I love how it's reversed in this one. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, Jurek is so perceptive. That's... That's his kind of whole power is that he's very perceptive to things. And he can obviously read minds and control minds. But, like... Makari doesn't have that. Like, she doesn't have that ability to read people. So, I don't know. I think they complete each other very well. Uh, And it's just, like... uh, And they've got that kind of, like, 80s, like, metalhead Yeah, that is kind of the dress. They've got that grunge. And, like... Yeah, they're they, very teenagery, which is I, fantastic. I love at the end of the movie too that they are almost matching. They both have little yes, leather jackets on with their graphic tees. Again, I, I do think there's like <sighs> some missed opportunity in the end for them to be closer. Yeah, I agree. But let's just go back to the to the final fight where like yes, why have we not they talked about almost this? killed Drake and like Jill knows this, but Disney has trampled on my heart so many times yes. already. Like I am in pain. So spoiler to those who haven't seen the new Star Wars franchise with like Ray and Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. but like you know they kill Ben solo at the end who is Kylo Ren and like I was devastated like I think I don't think I've ever fully recovered from it I will make continual reference to Kylo Ren and Ben Solo throughout our podcast series just because like they are my one like Raylo is my one true ship <laughs> and like when they killed when Icarus quote-unquote killed Druig I was devastated I was gonna I could not pay attention for the rest of the fight I was like if they killed this angsty boy who's like a morally great character yeah. <laughs> I will never forgive Disney again because I cannot let this happen Oh, oh man, I really, at that point, I was really worried they had killed him for real, mm-hmm. because we had already seen, we had seen Ajax be killed mm-hmm. up before the timeline of the movie yeah. started. We'd seen Gilgamesh killed in a fight. R.I.P. So no one, <laughs> no one was safe, and I really seriously thought that they were going to kill him. I, I was like, kind of are Drake. you kidding me? <laughs> I was so mad. I was about to walk out of the theater. I was like, I can't. Like, I honestly, I cannot I take so this upset. again. Because again, he was my favorite character by that point yeah. in the movie, and it's 
Oh my god! So then when he shows up and at the oh end, no he he doesn't stab he hits, uh, Sprite, Sprite stabs Cersei yeah. and then he clocks Sprite with a rock. I was like, sir. And I was like, Drake. I was like, sir, <laughs> you boy. can fight better than that. I've seen you in the forest with your gun. Like you can do better. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's okay. He he was back. He's he's back. And then like Makari sees him in the end. There's that little run that she does to him. <sighs> it's just like. I feel like I've the seen reason, fan like animations of their like pressing their heads together. Yeah, the little oh, that's adorable. a perfect little gift. Like they're adorable. so sweet. I still don't know. He mouths or says something to yeah, her again. He's not signing, out. so I don't know how she would know what he's saying. She unless, vibrations. True, or she could read his lips, I guess, a little bit. But there's that moment where they're having their heads together, and it's the reunion. The music is also mm-hmm. again common theme throughout this the podcast. Reveal? If there's good music, yeah. Oh. The reveal of him coming out from like where the sunlight is yes, that healed cinematic. a little bit of my Raylo heart because yes. I was like, this is the ending that Ben Solo yeah, deserved ben. <laughs> but yeah. didn't get, and like that's true. okay. But like, yeah, because Drake is very similar. Like he's also dressed in black, yeah, very big angsty, black robes, morally yeah. gray character mm-hmm. who like you don't know whose side he's on. But he's yeah. like, and in the end of the day, like a good guy. And yeah. so like I was like, great, like he deserves to live, and like oh. I hope to see him again in like future. And films. And I, the one praise I'll give the story of Eternals is that I love that at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. there's all the Eternals that get yeeted up into space yeeted. with Airstone, <laughs> but who's left together on the Domo is Thena, Jurig, and Makari. Yeah. And I'm just like, perfect. Also, let's Drake, follow them. But like, Jurig and Makari are also like not like a thing on the ship. Like, they were like standing far apart from each other. Oh, another missed opportunity. Like, uh, there are, <sighs> don't even get me started on missed know, opportunities man. with their relationship again because. Mm-hmm. I guess the directors didn't discover their chemistry until later into the filming itself. So. Yeah, so they couldn't go back. And, like, like you know, Drew doesn't say goodbye much. to Makari when he like boy like boycotts the entire crew yeah. and is like, "Come with me." In the, yeah, in the control you. Tenochtitlan. I don't know what the, the name of that the, era yeah, is. Yeah, like the Tenochtitlan, whatever. Yeah, that, can't pronounce the Aztec-ish that. Aztec-ish. Yeah, where know? he goes down the pyramid. The conquistadors. And yeah, like, you think he would have a longing look at her or something if this was a all the way a long ship, which is we know it's not. Production wise, we know it's not. Well, and the other question that like. I've been kind of thinking about is like you know and we've just been discussing is that is this a new ship for them like you know yeah is something that like recently developed or like were there just the hints of it yeah. back in like the Babylonian in era which is not a very slow moving ship indeed like <laughs> <Big> slow burn <laughs> But was it truly, you know, they didn't ever see each other from, however, you know, when they when the, the Eternals all split up to when they all find Which her in the I, Jomo? I think that's, that's what you the thought. One, yeah. Because, like, he's, like, he points out the Emerald Tablet then when they see <sighs> Makari. Point. And Makari, the last we know about the Emerald Tablet is when they were talking to the Babylonian periods about it, so. I, w- I like the idea that she's come to visit him. That Perhaps. he's in his he's in his mind controlled forest and she's fast so she can she she's can fast. get to him real fast. How does fast. she get out of the demo though? She's it's a little unclear, <laughs> but it just made more sense to me that they would. And again, the fact that this is open for interpretation it works in this case because they sell it well. That mm-hmm. I could believe either way. Mm-hmm. I could believe that they were a little bit of a slow burn and then they all the eternal split up right. and he was doing his own thing. There wasn't like opportunity for her to kind of help him out or anything like right. that. But then they reunite and they're really glad to see each other. They kind of pick up where they left right, off. Right. I can t- I'm very okay with that. But I'm also okay with it, something like they. She constantly zips out to say hello mm-hmm. over the last two thousand right. years, I and just, they're just kind of like pretending that they haven't seen each other in a while. And I just joking. do. I do feel like it's new, just because like Kingo is like, is this new? Because I hate this. And I was like, I yes. That also is a perfect moment of when people that the two characters in a ship love or care about mm-hmm. are observing yeah. or commenting on the ship. Mm-hmm. I love when shows oh and movies gosh. do that. It's it was just so perfectly fun. executed. Like yeah. that little moment they had on the domo, oh, where he was like so good. nudging her shoulder. <sighs> And he's miss me. Yeah, literally, I've seen so many little videos on that from YouTube, and it's just like because it's gold. Like, it's that is it's so gold. it's so small, and they're the they're the kind of pair that I I equate a little bit to Wanda and Vision in the sense mm-hmm. that they've had a very small amount of screen time, but pretty good chemistry. I would say, again better chemistry. Mm-hmm. 
and I think if they did get a chance to be in the spotlight, like if they carry the show like Wanda and Vision did, or had more opportunity, like in Infinity mm-hmm. War, to have more scenes mm-hmm. together, making them more romantically, even more romantically coded, right. I think they would do well. I they think they'd flourish. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a case of like too much of a good thing. I think I think they would do well in that environment. I just hope we get more of them. Like when they lead the next Eternals, I love I that. Know. Harry Styles is coming in. Oh, and God, like, I don't need know, any of that. I don't. I mean, I'm not too thrilled about that. I don't that. care about that storyline at all. Like, yeah. with Eros, like, and Pip, like, whatever. I don't really care about that. Like, yeah. whatever. Harry Styles, fine, but, like... Sure, but that's... Like, I don't care about Give me more Fina and Durga Makari. Yeah. And I want to see what's going on with them. And then maybe reunite Fastos with Ben yeah. and Jack, but that's his son. <laughs> but Cersei can, like, stay wherever she is. Yeah. <laughs> you keep talking to Arisha. Who cares? Right. Her and Sprite, they can... Oh, well, Sprite, I guess, I guess is mortal. powerless, right? Yeah. She's mortal. I don't even know if Sprite would be in the next movie. Would she be helpful? Would Arishim not go after her? Because he was like, you turned into a war. Like, you know, like she kind of broke I think the rules he a little bit. I think the fact that, now we're getting plotty, but I think the fact that Sprite didn't get taken up with, you know, with Kingo and with Fastos and Cersei makes me think that Arishim doesn't care because she's oh, powerless cool. anymore. Cool, Well, good for that her. That was kind of my Congrats read. Congrats to her. So that she might be done. She might be a goner. She doesn't care about the other people that got taken away. I don't think she would know about it. She wouldn't try to contact Kingo or Cersei or anything? <sighs> Maybe she'd find out eventually. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. We should not end this. It doesn't matter. We should not end this episode. On them. We're gonna end on Druig and Makari. We're gonna talk kind about of, kind of ship are they? Of, I, I don't I don't like know. so they're okay to describe them. They are again they're in a very small, very small but what we did powerful. get powerful, so small powerful. powerful. Maybe they're like a really they're hot like a, like a high engine motorboat or something. Yeah, I was gonna where, say they're like a powerful motorboat. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. you don't expect much of them because they're very small and dingy looking. But like you turn it on and bam, there it is. <laughs> it's like a speedboat, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. It's cutting through all those tough waters. It's great. It's yeah. a great ship. Yeah. Um, oh, God. It's so it's so good. Highly recommend. So, like, yeah. For, just look up again. Look it don't, up. Don't watch the two-hour, 40-minute movie. It's not worth it. Watch the two-minute, 40-second YouTube compilation yeah. of Druga Makari. Yeah, just look up. Like, you can look up, like, Gilgamesh and Thena as if well. If you're feeling and fancy. And yeah. Ben. Like, yeah. But Druga Makari is, like, the main gem that came out of this yes. one. Yeah. And I would say a lot of people yeah. online agree with us on that. That was something I noticed on Twitter. Like, a lot of discourse around mm. them being yeah. a highlight, despite having very little screen time. Right. They're so, yeah. powerful. Definitely, I think Eternals, like, they did some things well, other things not too great. Yep. Definitely too many ships in the sea for this yes. one. I think they tried to be way too ambitious. Yes. And it's their accidental ships that turned out yes. much better yeah. than the actual Or they're ill-defined ones. ones. They're ill-defined yeah. ones, yeah. So, like, you know, if anyone's listening to, to, to this podcast who's, like, from the production team... <laughs> Please govern yourself accordingly for the next film, if there is one. <laughs> oh my gosh! But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I okay. think that's. I think that kind of covers it. This I is our so. our very first episode, so listening. it's a little. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Ships Ahoy. We yep. hope to catch you again another time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Ships Ahoy was created and produced by Jill and Christina and edited by Christina. Our theme song was composed by my good friend Manu. And because we don't have any sponsors, <laughs> we don't really have anything else to shout out at the end here. We're always open to suggestions on new episodes. So if you have any ideas, give us a shout on Instagram.